Hello and welcome to On the Brighter Side of Marriage for Entrepreneurs. Now, that is probably the last time I'll say that on this podcast because the first of many exciting announcements that I just can't keep inside any longer I have to share with you is that this podcast is getting a complete facelift. It's getting a brand new name. We are now, from now on, so after this episode airs, next week, we will be operating under the name of Secrets of Happily Ever After. I'm so excited. The podcast art doesn't change too much, but the title is different. And I think that it more closely represents what we do as a company and the resources that we put out. So I couldn't be more excited to continue to publish episodes each and every week, really high quality under this new name of Secrets of Happily Ever After. Not only is the podcast getting a new name, but we also have a new domain name. So if you're looking for my website, it will now be under www.secretsofhappilyeverafter.com. So I have more exciting announcements coming your way, but I just could not keep that from you any longer. And you will also notice that this episode also doesn't have a fancy intro or outro, and that is because I just haven't figured out how to do it yet. I will re-record those after my kids go back to school and my son leaves for Chile, but right now I'm trying to spend every waking moment spending time and enjoying them. But I did want to put out this podcast episode where I will talk a little bit about the transition from on the brighter side, which is still my philosophy for life and marriage, to always look on the brighter side. I think that is one of my gifts, is being able to take difficult or challenging situations and see the bright side of it, which I think that I've done since I was a small, small child. Now, I tend to look at these situations and different conflicts in life and in marriage as opportunities to grow, as opportunities to learn, as opportunities to reach for a higher version of ourselves. I think that when we go through things that are difficult, it raises our emotional intelligence if we can go through it with grace and on the other side figure out what we are meant to learn or how we are meant to grow from those experiences. So on the brighter side of life and marriage, those things still describe my attitude. However, Secrets of Happily Ever After more closely captures what I've always been searching for. So my parents divorced when I was 12 years old. And ever since then, I've been kind of a student or a quiet observer of different marriages. So I used to go over to friends' houses whose parents were married, and I was more interested in watching or studying the dynamic between the parents in the household than I was playing with my friend. And I've always kind of kept mental notes on differences between parents that seemed happy together, like they were enjoying each other's company, there was laughter, they were going out on dates, versus these couples who seemed to be working really hard at life, but not necessarily enjoying doing life together. And there is a really clear and stark difference. 
And now as I'm aging and I have lots of children, well, four children, but lots and lots and lots of children in my home, I've tried to exemplify the things that I've learned or gleaned from these different couples. And I also watch couples as they age. So you know how there's like just this cliche where you see this old couple and they're walking through the neighborhood hand in hand. First of all, I am a sucker. I love seeing older couples walking together. Also, the new thing in my neighborhood is couples riding e-bikes together. That is definitely on my list. I told my husband and my children that when it gets to the point where I'm not necessarily riding a bike anymore, that they better get me an e-bike. In fact, I'm certain that I'm going to have to have a knee replacement surgery at some point. And as I am recovering from that surgery, I want to make sure that my kids get me a really, or my husband, get me a really nice e-bike to ride around. So I am still quietly observing the interactions between these married couples as they age. And I have this huge list of things that I want to do when I'm older with my spouse and things that I want to make sure, like I remind my husband, like make sure I am not grumpy about people building things on their lot that has nothing to do with me and doesn't affect my quality of life at all. Because I think some older couples, they don't appreciate their spouse and they're bored. And so they have nothing better to do than to just worry about what everybody else on the street is doing. It's crazy, right? So I want to make sure that I don't end up old like that, but that I end up old and still looking for adventures and spending quality time and just living a happy, well, living a happily ever after life with my husband. So that's what this podcast is about. And I'm working on this super special project. It's actually going to be my first book. But in preparation for it, I have been interviewing couples who have been married more than 50 years. And this has been so eye-opening for me, so fun. I ask older couples questions about their life together and their love story and raising children and things that they've learned and how they've supported each other and how they've grown through the years. It's really, really cool, but it's also very, very obvious those couples who are happily married still, who have really taken the time to learn about each other and grow old together and have developed this really intimate friendship versus those couples who are just mutually tolerating each other because they're either too old or too tired to figure out anything else. And so they just kind of go through life. They have their hobbies. They see their children, but they're not happy together. And they sometimes don't even sleep in the same room. And they have a lot of negative kind of memories and ways that they describe each other. It's very, very obvious those who are happily married and those who are just married. And so I've dedicated this podcast, my work, and my coaching to figuring out what those secrets are that happy couples, couples who have been together for many, 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 many years and have many years to go, what differentiates them from other couples who are just old and still married. So differentiation is something that we'll talk a lot about. It is a very complex 
kind of principle, but it's right at the center of what makes couples really, really happy. So we'll be talking a lot about that. But also one thing that I've noticed about these really happy older couples is that most of them have done work that can't necessarily be done by themselves, meaning that they've utilized something outside of their marriage to help them really get to know themselves and each other. So what I mean by this is, I think that there is learning and growing that needs to be done that couples can't necessarily do on their own, or very, very, very few couples are successful at doing this alone. And here's what's really difficult about growing old together and really, really achieving this happily ever after state that I am so invested in creating in my own marriage. Now, the block to it is that there's this negative stigma to getting help with your marriage. Now, people will hire health coaches, they'll hire business coaches, they'll hire mindset coaches, but for some reason, people have a really hard time hiring a marriage coach. And marriage coaching hasn't been around forever, but it has a very important purpose. So historically, people have gone to marriage counseling, but there is a very negative stigma to having to go to a marriage counselor. I'm grateful that that's lifting a little bit because there is, I think, a lot of benefit to therapy in helping people parse through trauma and really difficult childhood experiences. But when it comes to moving forward and creating the kind of life and marriage with intentionality, there is something so important about a marriage coach. And statistically, studies show that the most important relationship the most important factor to whether you will be happy in your life or not is the state of your marriage relationship, your most intimate relationship. So if you work on that and nail that down, then you'll be happy. And if you ignore it or you neglect it or you don't do the things that are required, then you won't live a happily ever after life. So the type of differentiation that I think is needed for you to truly live happily to another person for 50 plus years, I don't think that most couples can do that work on their own. So as I have been interviewing these older couples who have been married for 50 plus years, they didn't call it marriage coaching back then, but a lot of them have said they had mentors or other couples at their church or friends or people that they look up to that they have built close relationships with that have taught them certain things or helped them understand certain things about marriage and have helped them reach this higher state. But the truth is that a lot more is required of marriage now than historically. So in the past, people got married in order to help each other get through, like do the work of life. So really a long time ago, like help on the farm and, you know, raise children. And you needed like two people to be able to do all the work of life. But now people want so much more from their marriages. It's not just convenience anymore. It's more of people want fulfillment. They want adventure. They want to 
evolve and become better through their marriage. And it's absolutely possible. You can get all of those things out of a marriage, but I do solidly feel like you need help. Like you need to learn from somebody who has walked that road, someone who is trained to ask the right kind of questions and help you confront the things that are standing in your way from getting everything out of your marriage that you've always wanted. So let me give you an example of this. I had a client and I always change their names for the podcast. So let's call him John. I, when I first started working with John, he came to me and he was very, very frustrated. He loved his wife and he felt like he had a generally good relationship with her and a good life, but he just felt really frustrated that they were so disconnected and they weren't very intimate. And as I started working with John and his wife, and I started asking him questions like why questions, and you know how you go seven layers deep with the why. I was kind of like a toddler asking why, 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 right? We got to the bottom of something very fundamental in his belief system. Now, he had great parents and they had created a very traditional home where the dad worked outside the home. He left every day for work and the mom stayed home and raised the kids. And John really appreciated and loved the way he grew up and the way his parents parented him. But he was attracted to his wife, Sarah, because she was not so traditional. She was kind of strong and independent and knew what she wanted. And she wasn't a whole lot like his mother. So he was very attracted to her. They got married. They started their family. And Sarah worked outside the home. So that required of John to help more with the housework and the childcare and to be more of an equally yoked partner in all the different avenues because they were both going to work every day and they would both come home tired and this housework still needed to be done. So John was walking around with all of this resentment all of the time that acted like this massive wall between him and his wife because in his mind he thought that Sarah should be doing all of the things that his mother had always done but Sarah was also working outside of the home and so it just wasn't realistic for her to do all of the things that he had always watched his mother do and he didn't realize that this underlying belief system was operating between them and he would show up super frustrated he would get home from work and the house would be a mess and the children would need tending to and the homework wasn't done and dinner wasn't waiting for him on the table and he didn't realize how this drove this massive wedge between him and his wife Sarah. So after we'd worked together for a few months and they had confronted these thoughts and beliefs that were just kind of under the surface that they couldn't name before we started working together but they just felt it there in the background, keeping them from fully connecting and fully enjoying each other. So once we brought it out into the open and they started having conversations about it and they started getting to know each other better and they started asking each other better questions and learning more about the things that were important to to them and why they both showed up in the marriage the way they showed up in the marriage. All of the sudden, they began to write their own love story. So instead of depending on this idea that John had that his marriage should look like his parents' marriage, he realized who he was really married to and what an incredible 
talented and beautiful woman Sarah really was. And they started writing their own happily ever after love story. And so after I worked with John and Sarah, that's when it kind of sparked in my mind that all couples should be able to write and live out their own happily ever after love story. But it's not necessarily as easy as it sounds. And most couples can't do it by themselves because we all walk around making decisions and operating on this programming that we have. And so if we haven't confronted it and we haven't realized why we do the things that we do and why we have the opinions that we have, then we can't really write that story. It just writes itself and we are victim to whatever the circumstance is. So that is kind of the history and the idea and the intentionality behind Secrets of Happily Ever After. So I'm so excited to keep sharing with you what I have been learning and what we've been working on here. And from now on, I hope that you will look for future podcast episodes with the new cover art and the new name, Secrets of Happily Ever After. So that's all I have for you today. But before I let you go, I just want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for listening today. So if you're new to me, welcome. I'm so excited and grateful that you're here. And I hope that you will find some really valuable marriage resources here. And if you've been listening for months or years, then I want to say thank you so, so much for your continued continued support. And if you haven't already, if you could jump over to Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast player you're listening on and leave a little review for me, that would really help other people find the show. So if you know people that are married, you can also just click on the little ellipses and share this episode directly. And if in the future you hear episodes that you think your friends or family would enjoy, please do not hesitate to share these episodes with them. I just think it's so very, very important to support each other as we all strive to make our marriages and our homes happy and joyful so that we may experience all of the goodness that there is to be had with our spouses in our marriages. So join us same time, same place next week. And until then, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side.